We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Packers made it look easy. I mean, at the end, there was, you know, a couple of scores out of San Francisco. But for the most part, the Packers beat up on the San Francisco 49ers junior team. 34-17, the final at Levi Stadium. Packers go to 6-2 and two on the season, a game that they should have won, needed a win, and needed a win quite handily. And they did. It wasn't perfect. But nevertheless, uh, it was a solid performance. And finally, they get a win on the West Coast. Matt LaFleur gets a win over Kyle Shanahan. Devontae Adams has a massive day. Ten catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 25 of 31, 305 yards, four more touchdowns. Had a quarterback rating of 147 Point two. Aaron Jones, a solid day, grinding out what he could. 15 carries, 58 yards. He also ended up catching five passes for 21 yards. So 79 total yards for Aaron Jones. It wasn't great with the run game, but I was impressed with, uh, for the most part, with what Billy Turner did at the left tackle position. They did have some injuries we'll get to coming up here in a little bit. Four guys specifically went down. Most concerning was probably Jair Alexander out with a concussion. But welcome to the Green and Gold Post Game Show. I'm Bill Michaels alongside Gary Ellerson. And Gary, look, it, it, it's a Thursday night game, which you expect to be sloppy. It's a road game, which you don't normally expect to win. So they get a win. They do it relatively easy. How good of a win is this? Yeah, it's it's a really great win by the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you figure no no back Tiari, although Aaron Jones looked like he was going pretty good there, but. Still, you know, you look at the Green Bay Packers, West Coast, or if you look at them going to Tampa, they had some excuses down in Tampa. You remember the San Diego game mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from uh, last year where they yep. thought they had some problems there. Uh, I mean, any win that you can get on the West Coast is absolutely incredible, and you can get one during COVID-19, pandemic, election year, all that being said. Right. I, I think it's a really, really great win. No fans in the stands. I mean, it's all different, Bill, right? 
and you go out there on the West Coast and you get a win. You didn't know if you were going to play, if you weren't going to play. They had some cases out there. Green Bay had some. You were only limited to that one running back. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a really, really great win for the Green Bay Packers, a good bounce-back win for them. Packers roll past the uh, undermanned 49ers 34-17 on Thursday night. We want to get your opinion on it, get your reaction, analysis, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Defensively speaking, uh, Oren Burks and Adrian Amos both led the team in tackles today with five combined each. Uh, Josh Jackson was in on four. Uh, as far as the sack total goes, you saw Zadarius Smith come up big with the big sack, and then he had the fumble alongside, and the Packers recovered. Uh, Tyler Lancaster had just a couple of tackles, but I, I watched him on the inside. Boy, I tell you what, Gary, uh, short of Kenny Clark, who is consistently inconsistent at the moment, and I'm not quite sure why, I watched Tyler Lancaster. One play, he's all over the place, and the next play, he's pushed backwards and you're watching him go downfield just hanging on for his life. I, When you start to look at the guys up front, this is part of the reason why there's consistent inconsistency out of that, uh, out of that defensive front. Yeah, and I thought Montrevious Adams played the same sort of game, Bill. And yeah. you, you know, you and I really haven't had a chance to talk about this whole trade deadline. That I, I mean, i like to get into that a little bit more after we come back for the break. But once right. again, a still a really good win by the Green Bay Packers on the road. We are local in Milwaukee on 1250 AM, our flagship station. What we're going to do is take a quick break, come back. We are going to rejoin our network stations. 34-17, the Green Bay Packers get a win to go to 6-2 and two on the season out at Levi Stadium. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. we got uh, an hour and a half of the Green and Gold postgame show and then Green and Gold OT, Packers OT, if you will, uh, with our own Radio Joe Zenzola going up until 1 a.m. Central Time tonight. Stay tuned. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Welcome to our network stations. We are glad to have you. 34-17, the Green Bay Packers get a win. They go to 6-2 and two on the season. San Francisco goes to 4-5. and five. Getting your gut reaction, some analysis. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We got the phone lines wide open. Only a couple of calls to handle, so we want to get your reaction to this win as well. And the Packers do get the win, which was was nice, and it was good to kind of yeah, – I guess the word, Gary, would be cathartic. It doesn't matter if they beat San Francisco, who was completely undermanned. The le- you had mentioned it just moments ago. Last three times they went out and lost in, in the West Coast – it was kind of disjointed. They didn't have a rhythm. It was. It felt funny. The first time they got beat by the Chargers, then the last two times they get by, get beat by the 49ers, and they got manhandled right. by the 49ers. And right. uh, Matt Lafleur was out coached, and then they didn't play their style of game. And the clock, and just this time, everything seemed to flow. At least they, it felt like they got things back on the right path. So it felt. I don't care if they beat a bad 49ers team. It just felt good to get a win at Levi Stadium. 
No, it really did. I mean, and, and, and Bill, can you just tell the difference between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones? Do you feel oh, it, can yes. you? Yep. I mean, you, you just feel it. I mean, you you just see how he just gashes the defense yep. and just how you, he just feels like he's threatened to go 80, 70, or 60 every single time that he touches the football. When you look at Jamal Williams, he's more of a grinder. He can get you three, four hard yards and kind of wears the defense down a little bit. I mean, it's night and day between the two, and that's why Aaron Jones, I think, is, is going to be able to command all the money that the Green Bay Packers can afford to throw at him. And most certainly Jamal Williams deserves some sort of payday, but there's no way that Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones is in the same category. No, the, the tremendous one-two punch, but I 100% agree with you. Uh, Aaron Jones is your bell cow. Let's get to the phone calls. Ty is listening to us in Philadelphia, first out of the shoot tonight. Ty, you feeling a little bit better about this one? Yeah, man, I feel a little bit better, man. You know, I think it was a good one just to expound on what Gary just said about the running back. I'm going to take a wider uh, picture on this one. I, I'll say that Aaron Jones – and Devontae Adams is probably number one and number two as far as best players on this team. And I think they both uh, have catapulted uh, Aaron Rodgers as far as the best player. Of course, he's the quarterback. He's a generational talent, but he's gotten older. Um, the car is only going to go as far as he he's going to take them. But uh, that 33 and that 17 is some dogs, man. They grown. They grown as men, as, as Gary would say. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, good one. I say the only thing I could take away from this one far as the team aspect is what are you going to get out of the others? You know, can 13 come back and give you what he gave you in New Orleans or some variation of that every game? You're going to need it if you want to beat Seattle and, and Tampa Bay later mm-hmm. on in the season. Uh, and, and, and can they stay healthy? Uh, I don't know how much we could depend on this defense. Uh, Hey, played a little bit better against a beat-up, you know, COVID team tonight. But uh, it's going to be how far 17, 33, and 12 could take them. And how much can they squeeze out of the others? You know, 13, 86, um, those players. But um, good win all in all. Yeah. 83, yeah. I will say say this, Bill. Thanks for the phone call, Ty. It just feels like to me you cannot win a Super Bowl with 83 as your number two receiver. Let me ask you this. I was I was sitting here tonight. I had a flashback. I watched him catch make that second touchdown catch in the back of the end zone for Marquez Valdez-Scanling is who we're talking about. And all of a sudden he's screaming and he's flexing. And I went, oh, my God, he's Jermichael Finley. If he doesn't get catches <laughs> and he doesn't get confidence, he's a mess. He's he's no good to you, but you got to keep feeding him the ball because when he gets a catch or two, suddenly he gets a little bit of confidence, and then you can finally feel a little more confident and go into him. But if you don't feed him the ball a little bit more and get him some confidence going, he's he's useless, isn't he? Yeah, and I don't know if he's your Michael Finley, but um, I think he's a situational player. I think he's a deep threat. He's a guy that can hurt you. Uh, in the playoffs, meaning that Bill, like if he drops the ball that he dropped and then it goes over on downs, the other team mm-hmm. is good enough. If they're going to be playing the Rams, let's say uh, the 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 Cardinals or someone like that in the playoffs, those guys are going to take the ball and go down and score. And now you're mm-hmm. down two scores or one score or something like that. They're going to make you pay for it. 
And that's where it gets kind of dicey in the playoffs where you just can't third and four, you gotta catch that. I mean you just you just can't drop balls like that. Right. Those drive killers really, really hurt you. And it hit him right in the chest. Hit him right in the hands. I, I mean right in you the, just yep. you just can't I mean you just gotta know your role too, and your role is Devontae Adams is a guy, so is Aaron Jones, and you're going to get the leftovers. And you got to be ready to take advantage of the leftovers. Everybody has a role to play, and that's his role. By no means he's on the same level as as a Jermichael family. He just dropped way too many passes. Uh, Let's go back to the phone calls, listening to us on the Radio.com app. Also out of the market, uh, Jesse in Brooklyn uh, is on the air with us. Jesse, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, fantastic. Thank you, Bill and Gary. Y'all just, I mean – brilliant point about MVS. I mean, he gives me heartburn every time the ball is in the air. It's like it's hit or miss with him, and you can't bring that into the playoffs with you. But a win is a win. I don't care about the injuries. You know, we have our own injuries as well. I think this was a mental win for Matt LaFleur, even with all of San Francisco's injuries, just to beat Kyle Shanahan. I think it was just sort of like a – a psyche win, you know. But as a Packers fan, I guess I have to complain something, you know. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to do. Why were Rodgers, Adams, and Jones still out there with nine minutes left up 34 to three? Right. Like, I agree. Matt I don't know why. Have them? Does he have them on his fantasy football roster? Right, right. It's time to rest up on the Jacksonville. Love you guys. Peace. Appreciate it. There you go, Jesse, the man. Hey, Gary, by the way, um, yeah. did you see tonight? I don't know if you were uh, on Facebook at all. I did a Facebook Live tonight down in the bar. No, no, I missed Had cigars that. going. Where were you and at? Ba- I was at my bar. Oh, downstairs. you had a bar? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was in the cigar yeah, no. bar tonight. No, yeah. I didn't know you had a bar. I was thinking there. of you, man. I was thinking of you, yeah. Well, well God yeah, was, bless you, buddy. I was down there thinking of you the other night, and I basically <laughs> turned the camera on and as the game played, just sat there and talked to everybody that was on Facebook, and it was like, you know, we were all sitting in a bar together just talking about each play. It was, it was really cool, but I, I was thinking of you tonight, and I thought, yeah. the next time we do this, I miss you. Uh, you know, now if we need to stay six feet apart, we'll do that, but we uh, we, we yeah. got to throw a, a camera down there and then, uh, then hang wow. out. Well, you know, that was good it's, stuff. It's, it's great to hear that you're living your best life, big fella. <laughs> I'm living a sheltered life, man. Your best life, big fella. 855 I've got a Facebook. uh, You should go follow the Not Gentlemanly Cigar Smokers group, okay? Not Gentlemanly Cigar Smokers. Yeah, Not Gentlemanly Cigar Smokers. Go join that group on Facebook, okay? You'll love it. Okay. There it is. I see it. Um, I follow the C2 as well. Oh, C2? Yeah. I mean, and so the same guys are in the C2 are in the Not Gentlemanly. So they kind of cross over. So pretty much the same group of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see some of the pictures that get posted on that thing, and I'm thinking I mm. I could throw something up there, but I too many people would. would no, know, you know, I we can't we don't do want that. no, we don't want to throw nothing up there. We just we'll just sit back and watch. Kind of creepy, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Good stuff. It's okay. Yeah, we'll chime in on that. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. If you want to chime in, go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, this one was um, from Scott says, a horrible football player out of Marquez Valdez. Scanling catches the ball out in front, doesn't have soft hands. 
that second touchdown pass that he got deep into the or no, excuse me, the first one he got deep into the end zone and just kind of outran his man. Yeah. It was weird because he does catch it out front, which they always tell mm-hmm. you to catch it with your hands, but he doesn't bring mm-hmm. it in softly into the body. No, no. He like just grabs it and stops it in midair. You know, and it's yeah. it's just a, he's got an awkward catch, but you know, again, he yeah. he was you know he ended up coming up with a couple of them, and he he knew exactly where Aaron wanted him on that back back of the end zone catch where he caught the second touchdown pass. So. So good for him. Um, tonight, uh, the first score of the game uh, brought to you by our good friends at Schulze Family Farms Beef. And when you think of this first score of the game, Devontae Adams was the first one into the end zone. By the way, it was a 36-yarder from Aaron Rodgers. Here it is. But they don't have the pass rush that we're accustomed to seeing, but the secondary has been really good. Here's one for Adams downfield. And the catch. Touchdown. Mosley in coverage, and the only question is, did the feet get down? The feet got down, and he was into the end zone, and there you have it. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, 855-830-8648. If you guys want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. That was courtesy of our friends over there at Fox, and it was uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. But the Packers get a win. 34-17, 34-17, they knock off the 49ers. Uh, a couple other things uh, before I go back to the phone calls, Gary. One of the other things, I thought, other than the one sack given up, man, I think Billy Turner's done a fantastic job at left tackle. Bill, I think um, if when we start looking back on the season, whenever that is, um, the offensive line to me will be the unsung hero throughout this season. I mean, if you look at game number one, They've been having to shuffle this line all over the place, and they sustained more hits again today and just feel like they really um, haven't missed a beat. I mean, you've got the rookie Runyon comes in here and plays well. I mean, this is the second time he's gotten the game, and he's just done really well, and they're just moving guys all over. So really the hat goes off to the offensive line, the offensive line coach. Those guys are playing some some really good football. But, Bill, here's where I'm at with you, and I want to get to you real quick. Um, I like MVS. I think he is a number four receiver at best on a really, really good team. But you know what we're doing. We're trying to win Super Bowls. And I just don't think that we could win a Super Bowl with MVS being your number two receiver. That's where we're at. Right. And and I'm sorry to skip that far ahead, but that's what it's all about. Aaron Rodgers only got a couple more years left, right? Right. And you're trying to figure out if you're good enough to go beat Seattle, if you're good enough to to go beat who is my second team out there, if you're good enough to go beat, let's say, um, who else is in there? Seattle, who's like after Jordan Blake? Seattle, Tampa team. Bay, Tampa Bay. Uh, that would be Tampa my Bay second would be team. another yeah. one. Yeah, and after that, New Orleans and after that, is climbing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. When they get Mac Thomas back, we'll see what they do. But right now, yes, it's for me. It's you, you look at Seattle and you look at Tampa Bay, and I think everybody else is – well, three other teams are behind them, most certainly. Yep, yep, no doubt. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Jim listening to us down in Chicago on the Radio.com app. Jim, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing fantastic after a win like this. I mean, how could you not be fantastic? So Right. Uh, you know what? i, I got to give credit to, to Rodgers because after, after MVS dropped the second pass, I was ready to cut him and send him back. <laughs> and, he, and he stuck with him. So, I mean, I understand. He's, he's got to get the confidence, and I appreciate the fact that he did that. Uh, you know, there were moments early on where I looked at the defense, and I didn't feel like they were playing with any heart. And, uh, you know, then, then they got a couple of plays, which was awesome, because I'm like, they, they need that. I mean, they got to get their confidence up, too. 
um, because we're going to need them if we're going to move move anywhere in, in, this year. Um, but let me ask you guys this: You guys played played ball at a really high level, and uh, I'm I'm kind of struggling to find who's the, who's the emotional leader that gets the guys going to where they're revved up because there were some drives that just looked like they were lethargic and you know not not really bringing it. And, and, and who's got to really step up and be like that emotional leader that really rallies the guys and gets them going on defense in particular? Who, who would be that guy? Well, that would be Zedarius, right? Yeah, last mean. year, last year it was the both Smith brothers, but everything is different with the pandemic, right? Bill, you remember last year, they both did interviews together, right? That was a whole big thing. Uh, you remember they were having dinners together or cars together Rogers never really went, and the Smith brothers said, no, Rogers, you got to start coming, and they brought the whole team together. And what has happened through the pandemic, nobody's really getting together again, you know, after you're done um, at, at, the, at the stadium. And I think that's kind of hurt the team a little bit as far as you're looking for leadership, rah, 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 because now everybody's go home, and you probably don't see each other until you get back to the stadium again tomorrow. That hurts them. On offense, it's really Jamal Williams and it's really Aaron Jones. Those two guys are your rah-rah, key kind of guys. Rodgers is not really that kind of guy. I mean, he's a leader by example, leader by what he does. He'll do the belt every once and again, but he's not that vocal guy. And I, I just really think that the pandemic and the, and the togetherness that these guys had off the field after practice has really hurt them. The uh, the Zedarius and Preston Smith pressers, I agree, they were fun. We looked forward to them. There was an energy in the locker room when they would do them together. And mm-hmm. because they're not in the locker room, they don't see your face. We don't really get a chance other than through Zoom to see none their face. None, none of that energy is there. It, it's, it's just – I can't imagine what else – or what it's like behind closed doors at 1265, going through the protocols, being very sterile, being separated. You know, can you imagine trying to – when you were in that locker room, Gary, can you imagine trying to do your job through all of this? No, I really can't. I think what these guys are going through is really tough. And you figure, you know, they, they come down with a couple COVID cases, you know, this week. That's got to take the air out of the balloon, balloon a little bit because now you're looking around you're trying to figure out whether you're going to be the next guy, and you don't know. And so that's weird in itself. So these guys are dealing with a lot right now. And I, I think to, to go on the road to get a win, and I, I'm not going to criticize them because I think it was a great win, what they did. But at the end of the day, if you're a Packer fan, they didn't do anything in free agency. They they basically running back the same team that they had last year. I guess you're questioning yourself, do they have enough to get to the Super Bowl with this team? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot more uh, to get to as far as calls go. Cam and Tyler and a cast of thousands. Before we do that, uh, let's talk about the hit of the game. The hit of the game is uh, brought to you by our good friends uh, over there at the Boilermakers Local One Hundred Seven, building and rebuilding America over two hundred twenty-five years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers One Hundred Seven dot com. And talking about Zadaria Smith, here he is. Here's Paul's out. Is hit from behind by Zadarius Smith, and Green Bay's got it. There you go. And boy, have they been working over that side of the offensive line and Justin School. They certainly have. Compliments of Fox again. The hit of the game brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Go to Boilermakers107.com. That is Boilermakers107.com. Packers get a win 34-17. Your phone calls and your reaction coming up next. 
Everywhere in Wisconsin. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Packers get a win. They did what they needed to do. 34-17, they knock off San Francisco. They maybe exercise a few demons out there on the West Coast. Gary Ellerson alongside, I'm Bill Michaels. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show, the drive of the game, brought to you by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. And here it is, eight plays, 87 yards in 333, and it's the 52-yard touchdown to Devontae. Here it is. From Green Bay. Rodgers going to air it out. There he is, Valdez Scantling for the touchdown. Right on cue. He's got his second of the year, 52 yards, and Rodgers just let it fly and knew he had an easy six. That is Marquez Valdez-Scantling hauling it in, and that's the one where he hauled it in and had the catch way out front. I thought, holy mackerel, if that guy's got stone fingers, he's going to drop that thing. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Cam is on the north side of Milwaukee. Cam, welcome to the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Uh, let's go to Tyler, listening to us in New Berlin. We lost Cam. Tyler, how you doing? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Just a couple things I want to speak on quickly. First of all, I think Matt LaFleur deserves more credit for finding ways to get Devontae Adams open because I think you both know and I both know and probably every fan in the stadium, if there was any in there, knows that on third and whatever, we're going to Devontae Adams. And the way that he's able to run certain plays to clear Scantling out, to get him open, to put him in the slot on a nickel – to get him open, I think LaFleur deserves a lot of credit for that. The thing that I kind of almost would have liked to have seen in this game today, though, was if the Packers could have gotten behind and we could have saw them kind of claw back and get into a game, out of through nine weeks this season, I think we've seen when we're ahead, we can run the football, we have play action, we're a really good football team. But when we get behind, we kind of have that deer-in-the-headlights look, and it's like, our play calling seems to change. Our defense can't get stops. We're not playing with as much energy. So hopefully in the upcoming weeks, maybe against the Colts, maybe against the Bears, we can get a come-from-behind win, and I think that's something that we could build on going into the playoffs because you know in the playoffs you're going to have a ton of close games. Yeah, and I will say to that, we are what we are. And, and that is to me until I see anything else – we are a, a 10 to 13 win team, and we may uh, be one of those guys that get knocked out in the first round and lose in the NFC Championship game. I feel like we just don't have a talent to be a Super Bowl team. Now, that can change. Fluid situation. But yep. that's what we are. I mean, you, you just have to face facts is what this team truly is. You see it every you see it every Sunday. They trot out there, and you're looking for something. You, you're exactly right. Now, you know, you got to take a win when you get it. It's on the West Coast. That was good. They got it. Now you want them to be behind and see them claw back, do this and do that. I, I just think they go, they're going to win 10 to 13 games again this year. And it's going to be about, okay, do we get home field advantage? Do we play in Lambeau? Do we lose that first game against, let's say, the the Cardinals? Let's say the Rams? I mean, I or the Bears? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm confident that we can get to the playoffs, but I'm not confident that this is a, a Super Bowl team. 
Right, and I think that's the the argument, Gary, is that we're just if they go to an NFC Championship game and get blown out again, then you're you know what I've been saying it's you know wash wash rinse repeat you're you're doing the same thing you're hoping for different results yeah and yeah you know, was it was it Einstein that said that that's the uh, that's the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing but hoping for a different result and, and right. like what are the what are the really tough games left Indianapolis you would say Chicago obviously mm-hmm. uh, and then what Tennessee. Yeah, that's the end of the year, Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, Tennessee's the second last game of the season before you got to go to Chicago and face the Bears. So that's that's what's left as far as your proving ground grows. Jacksonville coming to Lambeau Field in now 10 days to prepare for that team and get, you know, hopefully more more than a few of your guys back. That's good. By week, yeah. Yeah, so you get some time to prepare for that game, and then you go to Indianapolis after that, and then you get the Bears back right after that. So you'll know how good you are by the time you come out of that Bears game on Sunday night. Uh, and that's a Sunday night game, by the way, on Sunday night, November 29th. Uh, let's get back to it. Do we have anybody else on the line? No. This is one. This one's from Mark who says, uh, hey, guys, uh, why in the world did they leave Aaron Jones in so long? I was impressed with the way he ran. Uh, the run defense of the 49ers surprised me a little bit. They were able to stymie him at the line of scrimmage quite often, but he did break a few, but still didn't end up, didn't end up with as many yards as I thought he would end up with. Uh, the run game was not huge. They It was okay. I mean, like I said, Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 58 yards. But they were able to throw the ball almost at will. I mean, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, um, what did they run the ball, say, what, the 26 times, something like that? And Aaron right. Aaron Rodgers threw it for 25. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty balanced tonight when you when you think about it. So, I, I look, I don't have a problem with the way the offense ran. Uh, but you knew that they were going to work Aaron Jones in, but they were going to give him so many carries, and they were going to get him out, let him breathe a little bit. This is his first time back in a couple of weeks, right? Right, and I think, you know, they, if you look at just the totality of the game, early on, Aaron Jones gashed them, and it just set everything. It just set up everything else for him, and they were able to have, able, able to have a really nice game plan. The defense got stops. They got off the field. I mean, it, it all worked well. I mean, I just really didn't see. I just really didn't, didn't really want to see Aaron Jones catch any more passes, or run the ball anymore right. after the second half. I don't know about you, Bill. Aaron Rodgers only sacked once. Uh, no, I agree with that. Aaron Rodgers only sacked once in this ball game. Hurried up a couple of times. Nick Mullins only sacked once, but hurried up six times in this contest. At least the Packers defensive front did a little bit of damage more so with linebackers than they did actually with uh, you know rush up the gut we're going to talk a lot more about it stay tuned we're getting a reaction 855-830-8648-855-830-8648 we've got phone lines open looking for your analysis and your reaction to the packers getting win over the san francisco 49ers 34 17 we'll be back more of the green and gold postgame show coming up next Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. 34 17, the final. 
and the Packers get a win. They go to they go to a six and two on the season. Now they get a few extra days to rest up, make sure they're healthy, and then start setting their sights on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good evening and uh, welcome into the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And if you would like to uh, chime in, we want you to, 855-830-8648. Does this win make you feel better after what happened to the Packers against Minnesota on Sunday? Does this win take some of the sting, and do you finally feel that they have maybe exercised some of the West Coast demons that have been bugging them? Or was this a game they were supposed to win and just uh, it's a win, no big deal, nothing to see here, move on and hold your breath for the remainder of the season? So um, let's do this. The injury report, by the way, got to get into that because there were some uh, injuries in this ballgame by the Tayback Law Firm. Tayback, hey, veterans, if you feel like you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. There were four, uh, one significant, uh, uh, Jair Alexander, I should say, uh, left the game with a concussion, did not return, so now you hope he can come back in those 10 days. Uh, Dexter Williams with a knee. You got uh, Ricky Wagner left with a knee. Uh, Burns goes out with the uh, the shoulder injury. So you've got four guys that uh, all ended up leaving the game, did not return. They had some shuffling on the offensive line as well where they're moving guys around, and they were already depleted without David Bakhtiari. So uh, the offensive line did its job and did pretty well, as a matter of fact. But uh, nevertheless, those four injuries, Jair Alexander, probably the most significant of all of those injuries, and hopefully he can get back relatively soon. Um, let's do this. Let's get back into the uh, phone calls. Tyler in Mequon. Tyler, how you doing? You're on with Bill and Gary. What's up? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Um, to your point, I think this is something we can be positive about. It wasn't much of a test, but ultimately we got done what we needed to take care of. We got the win, and it was easy. Um, like I guess I just wanted to make two points. One, Gary made the point. Um, it's clear that MVS clearly can't be the second option for us, but um, I guess I noticed something tonight. It seems like he's he's sort of uncomfortable going across the field when it, it comes to catching the ball and then having to worry about other defenders. But um, I guess I, my, my thought on that is just don't you think we could at least test him just running a straight line go route two to three times a game and just seeing if that, that you know, that deep ball is there? Well, they've been doing it all season. I mean, when they're going deep, they always throw it to him going deep. So, I mean, they, they're going to take a shot with him at least two or three times a game if it prevents if it, if it's there for them. So they've been able to do that all season long. But I, I mean, but when you're looking at third and four, third and three, and you're running some patterns, you, you he's got to be able to keep these drives going. And I think when you get into the playoffs, it's just going to hurt him. So he is their deep threat. They know that. I just think they need an and maybe Alan Lazard when he comes back, Bill. Maybe he can get back guy, into yeah. his role. He can be the number two guy. And now you really have um, MVS where he's supposed to be in that number three three hole, and he'll just be your deep threat. No, I, I Lazard is the guy that when he comes – now, I don't expect Lazard to go right away to be the number two because he's got to kind of get back into the flow. But he's probably, you know, after Devontae, he's probably your best route runner. And he's probably the one guy that really has more of a – uh, a look and a twitch and a feel, and knowing what Aaron Rodgers wants on the same page, so to speak. So he'll be he'll be your number two. I agree with that. But then after that, really your second best wide receiver is not a wide receiver. It's Aaron Jones. He's he's your most reliable Correct. reliable Correct. pass catcher. Or or Jamal Williams. I think if you go or look Jamal at the numbers, Williams. if you look at the numbers right now, I think Jamal Williams may be 
second in receptions on this team. Uh, and so he's got a pretty big toe. So you're right. It's Devontae, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and then the rest. The rest would be Tunyon or Lazard or the right. rest would be – I mean, that, that's that's where I think it's going to line. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it feels like is Devontae, Jamal, and Aaron Jones. Uh, this was from James who says, uh, enjoyed the win, but why do they bring in Boyle and not let him throw? Second time they've done that this year. He's got a decent arm. What if next week Rodgers is out with COVID or if he'd get injured, God forbid, it would be nice to have a backup actually see a little action in this game. I didn't understand why Rodgers is in there with nine minutes to go in the game. This game, yeah, was, I, this I would, game was done. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I, 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 I thought Aaron Jones should have been a lot sooner than he was. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Dusty listening to us up in Rice Lake, our tremendous affiliate up there in Rice Lake. Dusty, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? We're doing great, Dusty. Uh, honestly, I just want to say I have all the respect for Elton Jenkins. Like, this man has been bouncing across the offensive line all year, and every single time he hasn't disappointed me. He's, like, He's turned out to be one of the better picks of that whole draft. Right. I, I will agree with that. I mean, when you look at some of the better picks that, that Brian Gutekinst has had, uh, certainly Elkin Jenkins is right up there with, with one of the better, two or three better picks that he's had because he has really proven to be a guy that's not only versatile, but he's a mauler wherever he goes, Gary, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good lineman. I mean, they, I mean he'll be a pro bowler for sure. Is that it, Dusty? I'm excited for him to be anchoring wherever he can find a spot yeah. on our offensive line for the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah, I would agree with that. Where's his best position, Gary? Is at, at that right guard position I think, or left I guard think, position? I think he's left guard all day long. Yeah, uh, okay. But, but versatile enough to do a lot of different things for you, and that's what I like most about him. Right. Yep, no doubt. Thanks, Dusty. Appreciate it. Uh, this one's from Sean. says, after tonight, no denying when the Packers' first string plays the Niners' fourth string, Green Bay looks like an NFL team. I still don't <laughs> right, think they could right, beat the 49ers right. at full strength. Um, just getting a win right now. I'm not worried yeah, about whether cares? or not they beat the, uh, Put it this way. With as banged up as the Niners are, you don't have to worry about them in the postseason this no. year. No, you don't. Because not, not Garoppolo is, what, four to six. Kittle is six to eight. Mm-hmm. Bose is out for the season. Um, they've got some guys coming back, obviously, after the whole COVID thing uh, this past week. Um, but but they're banged up across the board. Their their nose tackles down for the season. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries over there, and I don't expect them to to be a playoff contending team. I don't think so at all. And they're and they're talking. You know, maybe Garoppolo has played his last snap as a 49ers. Right. So we'll see yep. how that goes. And here was a team build real quick. The San Francisco 49ers was a team that you thought could be in the Super Bowl or at least challenging for the Super Bowl for the next three to four years, and now it feels like they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, and Garoppolo's buyout, I think, is only two million bucks against the cap yeah, if they, they let get him out go. Of that. Yeah, yeah. So this is the year that uh, after this year they can get rid of him. And there's some talk about where he could end up going. That he could possibly end up being, you know, like with the Bears. You know, that he could come in and maybe take over the Bears organization. I I don't know, but there's some discussion that could the Bears go possibly looking yet again, realizing that both of their quarterbacks are pretty sorry commodities. Uh, let's go to Vince listening to us in Connecticut. Vince, how you doing today, man? What's going on? How's it going, Bill and Gary? What's up, Vince? Hey, it's it, I, it, and like I said, the question it's a very, it's a very I know the Niners are down a lot of guys. It's a very positive win what I saw yeah. tonight. Yeah. And 
I'm just going to say, when I saw MVS drop that, that ball on the third and four, I'm like, oh, we had St. Brown last week with the drop on a third and ten, and then and, and I, I was just so surprised Rodgers went back to him because after he dropped that pass, I thought Rodgers wasn't even going to make an attempt to go back to him the rest of the game too, you know? they One of the coaches, when he went over to the sideline, one of the coaches was in his ear. I did notice that. They had a quick cutaway where they were showing the guys going to the sideline. And one of the – I don't know who it was because you couldn't tell everybody's wearing the masks. But somebody was in his ear, and it was an animated discussion. So maybe they just let him have it to say this yeah. is it. You know, if you're not going to catch the ball, then just stay stay back here. I got two more things. Like I said, and like with the defense, hopefully what I saw – hopefully this, you know, this wakes up – this game right here wakes up the Smith brothers a little bit because when you get that pass rush at the quarterback, even though they weren't getting – the sacks, I mean, it takes a lot of pressure off your secondary, too. So that was a good thing. So hopefully, like I said, this, you know, this elevator, you know, gets the Smith brothers going a little bit down the rest of the down the rest of the line, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what you and, mean. And, yeah. and I want to ask you guys a question. And I, I thought of this. Uh, do you think the, how good the offensive line has been playing, do you think Goody would ever think the way it's playing – to let David Bakhtiari go and save that money for Aaron Jones toward the end of the year, next year? That's a great question. I, and to, to the answer to that, I'm not going to say that they're not going to overpay for Aaron Jones, I'll tell you that, because uh, the value for running backs in the National Football League is not that that high. They'll pay him, and he can make some decent money, but I don't think he's going to make – um, like big time money. I, I just I just don't know if that kind of a contract's out there, at least not for the for the Packers side of things. Um, but man, uh Gary, the the question, the big question, I, I don't know who you value more, the left tackle, uh, after what Billy Wagner's been able to do the last couple of games. Now remember, you're playing against a banged up front of the forty ers So let's see if, if Bakhtiari's back in a week or two if he's not. Right. You know, in a couple of weeks, you you got a damn good defense coming at you in the uh, in the or Indianapolis Colts and then the Chicago Bears the week after that. So let's wait and see if he comes back. He's back any time. I think he's going to be back probably in the next week because his, his, yeah. he was questionable this week. My assumption is he's back for the Jacksonville game. But uh, I, I tell you what, uh, Wagner really has impressed me. Uh, and it hasn't been the sieve that we thought it would be. And uh, I don't know why we just set ourselves up for some kind of disappointment because Bakhtiari wasn't in there. But, man, it's it's. I don't know about overpaying for left tackle, Gary, and I know they're not going to overpay yeah. for a running back. Well, they're going to overpay for a left tackle because you don't have one, and you got to. Now, if they want to go rebuild and do something like that, that's fine. But uh, Bakhtiari, and we have him on a big show, I, I believe, every Tuesday, Bill. So. Right. Um, we'll be, we'll ask him again. Um, is he gonna play? He probably will answer. But you, you gotta one position. If you got a franchise quarterback, you gotta overpay. And you're not necessarily overpaying because I think if it's twenty five million, twenty two million, I think David Bakhtiari is worth every bit of that money. Yeah. Uh, by the he's way, that, he's, he's gonna be on good. your show tomorrow. Yeah. Is he gonna be on it tomorrow? He'll be on your show tomorrow. Yeah. Well, good. We'll we'll get at him tomorrow then. There you go. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more. We want more of your phone calls, more of your reaction. Give it to us, 855-830-8648, Packers going to win 34-17. Go to 6-2 on the season. Got a lot more of the Green Gold Postgame Show next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
has done that, and he's done it with a smile on his face for the most part. Pass is caught. Back in the end zone, second of the night for Valdez Scantling. Welcome back. Marquez Valdez Scantling with a couple of end zone catches. 34-17, the Packers get a win. They go to 6-2. It's the Green and Gold postgame show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And taking your calls, taking your comments, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Uh, this one's from Kevin who says, hey, Gary and Bill, do you think 69, meaning David Bakhtiari, is frustrated with the organization? I see him walking. We won tonight, so that doesn't matter. Marquez Vadas scantling is a slot and not a number four. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I, like I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Bakhtiari, um, I don't think he's – I think he likes playing in Green Bay. I think he, he wants does. to remain in Green Bay. Um, but, I, you know, look, uh, if you're going to undervalue him or try to get him at some kind of a song, I, you know, it's what he said on your show, Gary, that got everybody talking was, look, if you want us around, you can pay us. You'll figure out a way. Mm-hmm. You know? So – I, uh, I I I think he wants to stay. As far as MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, when it all kind of shakes out in the wash, you're going to see Devontae um, be your number one. Probably when Lazard's back and he's healthy, he's back indoctrinated, he'll be your number two, and then everybody else will just kind of fill in. Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the slot is really good because he's tough to cover. Right. But the guy's got to make the catch. Nobody's questioning whether or not he can get open. It's whether or not he can make the catch and a big catch and in a meaningful moment. That's what we don't moment. know. Yeah, right. I mean, that's big. His that's been his biggest knock. Um, P. Reardon tweets us at Bill underscore Michaels and says, uh, "Hey, Bill and Gary, does Lafleur scare the bejesus out of you when he keeps playing Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers deep into the fourth quarter after after the game's put away?" Yeah, no doubt. What is the what 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 would be the philosophy there when you're sitting there I looking have, at a team full of COVID and injuries? I have no idea. That that puzzles me. I, I don't yeah. know. What what are you thinking there, dude? I I I was kinda like I was tweeting it out even like why at this point. I mean I was saying <laughs> midway through the third I quarter think get we him out of there. Both were at the same time. Yeah, I think yeah. we both were at the same time. By the way, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in a little bit. He did say it might be the first time that he ever saw an offensive lineman play three different positions in a single game. Elkin Jenkins played left guard, left tackle, and center. All in one game tonight. He said, fortunate to have guys with that kind of ability. We'll hear more from Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Devontae Adams, the first player in NFL history to have three games with 10 catches for 150 yards in his team's first eight games of the season, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Mm, Awesome. So there you go. The first player. There you go. And Aaron Rodgers has 24 passing touchdowns, only thrown two picks so far this season. The only other player in NFL history with that many passes and touchdowns of two or fewer interceptions through eight games of the season, Tom Brady. 30 Mm -hmm. passes uh, for touchdown, two interceptions. That also by the Elias Sports Bureau. Awesome. Those are good numbers. There you go. Laying it down. (laughs) Yeah, laying it down. Like you always do. How about that? Who knew? Good stuff. Uh, got another one here from uh, from Jack, and Jack writes, uh, "Hey guys, love the program." And by the way, he's listening to us up in Green Bay. Uh, said okay. can't call, doesn't don't want to wake the wife. 
I'm excited for this win. I don't know how you guys feel, but this is a big damn win to beat the 49ers. To hell with the 49ers. I'm glad we went out there and kicked their I can't say that. Uh, but to get a win at Levi Stadium is huge. Uh, I think the Packers are back. I, I, I love his enthusiasm. We'll say that. Right, but I don't. I don't know about the Packers being back. I mean, yeah, I'm he, not buying that. I mean, they're going to beat who they're supposed to beat. Right, right. I mean, they right. are who they are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. They were. And we a bad let them off the hook. Team. Yeah, yeah. They were a bad <laughs> football team. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Hey, uh, this one says uh, from Brian. He says, "Hey, Gary, do you think it'd be better uh, to just uh, tag David Bakhtiari twice and then let him walk rather than give him a long-term deal?" Well, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. But you also got to deal with Aaron Jones and you got to deal with Corey Lindsley, too. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, you got uh, you got some guys coming up. And Kevin King is going to be coming up. Yep, there's got, another one. He's another one that you're going to have coming up. You, they're going to let Kevin. They, they're going to let Kevin King walk. Your starting cornerback will be Josh Jackson for next year. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's. You know what sucks is you just finally get a secondary that you can believe in, and then you're gonna let them walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just uh, man, I don't see him being back. I mean, he's just losing so much money right now. He's never available. Right. Uh, by the way, the 49ers are the 22nd defending conference champion to have a losing record through nine games. Of the prior 21, only three, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Chargers, rebounded to make the playoffs. So that's why I said, look, don't worry about San Francisco. You're done with them. You're not going to see them again this year. Right, They're not right, coming right. back. Right. They're not coming back. But, yeah, the conference champion, not the Super Bowl champion, but the conference champion, the team that goes to the Super Bowl but loses, the 22nd team to have a losing record through nine games the next season. Hmm. What is it about that Super Bowl curse, man? If you don't win it, you're just you just can't recover from that. It's tough to get back. Yeah. Tough to get back, man. Man. That's uh that's that's the Super Bowl curse history. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it takes a toll on you for whatever reason. Right. I don't know well, why. Well but... the team sometimes team teams end up changing too. They don't have the same chemistry. Right. Yeah, well, you're right there. And then what is it? Uh, the on average 25% of the roster turns over every season Correct. anyway. Right. Yeah. Correct. So it's uh it's 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 quite a few. Uh 855-830-8648 if you want to chime in, do it. You can hit me up uh, on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. You can hit up Gary at Gary Ellerson. You can hit us up over on uh, my Facebook fan page, uh Bill the Bill Michaels show. You can find us there. Um this was uh, after tonight, no denying the Packers are a good football team, but how good are they? We still don't have a good test. Was Tampa Bay the only test they're really going to face this season? I, I don't think Tampa Bay is the only test. I mean, I think they, they, they played well against New Orleans. New Orleans is a good football team. They weren't great at the time, but you can only play the team on your schedule at the time you're right. supposed to play them, you know? That's it. That's all, right? That's all you can do. Yep. That's it. You know, the next game, we talked about it. The next good game is probably going to be Chicago or going to Indy. Indy's getting it done. Indy's well, got a win. I think they're 5-2 and two right now. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Next week, I think, isn't it uh, Indianapolis and, and Tennessee? I think Indianapolis plays Tennessee next week. That'll be a good could game. Be. Could be. And then we, 
well, I shouldn't say we, but the Packers play Tennessee the second to last game of the season. Mm-hmm. So they've got if the Bears twice, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. You got four games that are still pretty good litmus tests that are coming up the remainder of the year. So right, right. Yeah, I mean that's enjoy the win. Hey, stack the wins. That's and all then, you can do. When you get to those games, you you hope you win them and you look good doing it. Uh, let's do this. Uh, when we come back, Aaron Rodgers just left the podium meeting with the media. We're going to hear from him. Packers going to win 34-17. They go to 6-2. and two. That is coming up next on the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Third down and seven, pump fake, and wide open is Adams. Hit in stride, and trying to stay in bounds, cannot. They're going to mark him out at the 28, but that little pump fake froze the defense, and Adams ran right by Harris and Verrett. Thirty-four seventeen. that's the final. Packers get a win. Back to 6-2. and two. Now they've got a little bit of a mini-bye as uh, they don't play this weekend, and they've got a full week to prepare for the Jacksonville Jaguars who come into Lambeau Field. Meanwhile, solid outing by Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, even Marquez Valdez-Scanling, the offensive line, the unsung hero in this one. So, uh, so let's take a listen to what the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, had to say. He was addressing the media after the game, and he is brought to you by our friends at Robert Hack Diamonds. Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always – Pay green for your gold. Go to Robert Hack, H-A-A-C-K, roberthackdiamonds.com. That is roberthackdiamonds.com. Here's Aaron Rodgers. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. Gary, uh, we could yep. say Aaron Rodgers with the numbers he put up. Aaron Jones coming back, running yep. hard. Certainly Devontae Adams. Marquez Vadas-Scanling with a couple of catches, both for a touchdown. But the guy that Aaron Rodgers was just alluding to, you know, we don't give it to offensive linemen very often. But Elkin Jenkins playing three different positions tonight on the offensive line for guys that had to go out at one point or another with an injury and then come back and then do it all over again. I'm, I'm My vote? Going for the beef up front. I'm gonna go with Elton Jenkins in this one. Yeah, I don't. I MVP don't blame game. you. Don't blame me at all, Bill. I go. I concur. We uh, normally give it to the guys that have the flash stats, but uh, Gary concurs. Concur. So let's do this. We give the MVP of the game to our friend uh, Elkin Jenkins, who uh, boy, he really uh, he stepped up tonight. He's the Van Horn Automotive Group MVP of the game, with locations throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. Family born, employee owned. Check them out on the web at VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit from uh, Matt LaFleur, and uh, we'll wrap it up. And don't forget, you got Green and Gold OT. It's going to go into and past the bewitching hour of midnight. It'll go into 1 a.m. Radio Joe Zenzola is going to take you home from there. So stay tuned for that as well. we got more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I thought it was a great team win. It obviously feels really good to come out here and get a win, especially on a short week. There was a lot of hours put in for the preparation. I was really happy with uh, the play of our team. I thought the energy was there. That was something that we were looking for. Really, all three phases came to play. and There was a lot of guys that had to step up. 
you know, embrace new roles. And it's always fun to see those guys come out on top. And uh, again, just really proud of our guys' effort. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Welcome back to the program. Packers get a win 34-17. It's the Green Eagle Post Game Show. I'm Bill Michaels. Gary Ellerson alongside Elkin Jenkins is our uh, Van Horn Automotive MVP of the game. And uh, this one, uh, an email here, and this is from Jason, who says, Gary, have you ever seen all the running backs for a team go down the way both sides had to deal with it on the football? Can you ever remember a time like this? Well, I know because I've never experienced COVID before. How about that? Right. That's true. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, yeah, you're right there. Uh, I get it. There we go. Mike Clemens, our uh, Green and Gold Insider, joining us. And, uh, Michael, this was uh, this was a game. This was hey, – look, there's not many times you get style points, but at least they put them away. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and you don't apologize for it. I was surprised that they jumped out of the game with uh, Aaron Jones. I thought that they were going to use him as sort of a backup, but obviously they trusted him. He looked great. Uh, but, you know, Gary was tweeting, and I agreed with him, third quarter. I mean, you got Aaron Jones out there taking these shots, and the 49ers just teeing off on him. And it's like, get him out of there, man. And, you know, of course, Dexter Williams had already gone down with a knee injury. Here, this kid finally gets his chance tonight, and he goes out early after that, you know, third series who was in there with a knee injury. Jair Alexander with a concussion. Chris Barnes, the linebacker, he's been dealing with his shoulder. Tonight he leaves with a calf injury. Rick Wagner with the knee injury, and they had to do the shuffle on the offensive line. J.K. Scott still doing the kickoffs, but Mason Crosby still good from 53 yards out. Uh, but you, I think the big play was for Marquez Valdez-Scaling to drop that ball in the right flats, then come back on the deep post touchdown, and then work the back end of the end zone for two touchdowns tonight, and Aaron Rodgers on what he thought about MVS's performance. Oh, man, I'm proud of I'm proud of Marquez. I mean, he's done a, a really nice uh, nice job um, for us of, of just staying focused. Uh, and and staying confident. I didn't see his head drop actually. After after he dropped the ball, I was talking to him about another play that I'd seen on the on the pad. It wasn't even something I felt like I needed to go over and and, and talk to him about. As far as the, the first touchdown, I didn't really see him. Uh, I just I saw uh, the area of the field and expected that he was going to beat the, the safety that side. I wanted to put just a little extra height on it because I knew the safety on the backside was doubling Devonte. Um, and after uh, the you know front side guy. Attached to the Y, I felt good about uh, about MVS being there uh, on the deep ball, and uh, that's a fun one. And you got to give it up to Kyle Shanahan, because first of all, he's had all these first teamers that are on IR. Then he's got he gets hit this week with COVID, so then he thinks Brandon Ayuk, the kid out of Arizona that we thought that, uh, that might be there on the draft board for the Packers if they wanted to take a receiver in the first round, uh, he went to the 49ers. He was the game plan guy, and then he test positive for COVID yesterday. Debo Samuel, the left tackle, Trent Williams. So Kyle Shanahan's out there working with Richie James last night, 7 o'clock last night, handing over Brandon Ayuk's game plan to him. And so Kyle Shanahan answered the game, well, here you go from the Super Bowl and roll over the Packers twice to now here you sit at 4-5. and five. What do you think? Each year is a new year, and we know the challenges that we have had. I think there's a number of games that we could have won that we didn't. 
And I know it doesn't get easier with some of the guys we've lost, but hopefully we'll get some guys back here going forward. You know, I'm really looking forward to these three days off for our players. I think it's something that's needed um, pretty bad right now for us. You know, then we got New Orleans after that. And, you know, we really get, we got one game in the, in the next 24 days. And um, so hopefully we can get three off, go take care of business versus New Orleans, get back on track, enjoy our bye week and come back and try to turn this around here in the second half because it's still early in the year. And um, I still know we got a chance to uh, at least get that tournament at the end of the year, but uh, we got to recover a little bit here over these three days and make sure when we come back, we start playing some better football. I mean, I still thought the 49ers were respectable tonight, all things considered, without, you know, just staying on the field uh, and putting together. And then knowing that they are going to get some of these guys back, they are going to play one big game, and then they got that uh, bye week coming up. Um, these, these guys could still be a threat, maybe get a wild card spot, even though they're in a tough division with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And they're led by Fred Warner, their linebacker, who he's keeping the face of the 49ers fans, too. From myself, I mean, it's all the way there. I don't care what what's what the uh, the situation is. I told the guys after the game that uh, you know we just gotta look ourselves in the mirror. It doesn't matter who who's down, who's on COVID. I mean, it's it's a it's a wild year. You know, obviously it's the most injuries throughout the entire NFL that we've seen. But uh, with the guys that we have, I think we have a lot of we still got a lot of great football players on our team, and I think we just gotta get back to work and uh, we we'll we'll make sure that we're competing at a high level come next game. So, you know, now the Packers have got sort of a mini-buy this weekend. Then they're at home against a struggling Jaguars team. That's plenty of time for Jair Alexander to come back from that concussion. But I like when you're up, you know, 28-3 to or whatever, that you start getting guys on the field like the safety Henry Black or this corner Stanford Samuels. I mean, a lot of second- and third-string guys got some snaps tonight, more snaps for Oren Burks, Ty Summers. Uh, and some of these other guys that they've got on the front line can either get off the COVID list or heal up from these shoulder and ankle injuries. And then, you know, the Packers are in better shape when they get into the second half of their season. But, Mike, why in the hell do you have Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and, and, and Devontae Adams on the field? I don't you know? know. I, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I thought that Rodgers was out there one series too many. I was glad. I mean, he took the one big shot in the second quarter, but he stayed clean most of the night, um, I thought it's a. I thought it was interesting that they moved three guys when Rick Wagner went out. Um, that they put Elton Jenkins out of left tackle, and part of me wonders they're just trying to get their best guys in the field. That means that that meant that they they said that John Runyon is better than Yash Nyman and whoever else they've got back there. So that's why Runyon went in, and then they moved Elton out to left tackle, and they moved Billy Turner out to right tackle. Five best guys on the line. Nevertheless, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, eh, how's this Elton Jenkins look at left tackle? Let's get, let's get right. some of that on film. Mike, good stuff. Appreciate it as always, pal. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Bill and Gary. See you, buddy. There you go. That's it. Gary, I can't believe we're done with this thing tonight. Although we hey, got Radio Joe Zenzola coming up after yes, this. Sir. Yes, sir. That's Radio Joe's going to take you home. Yep. Joe's overtime. got the OT. He's got until 1 a.m. Gary and I are off to La La Land. He's got to prepare for David Bakhtiari tomorrow, who's going to be joining yes. him on his show. And me, uh, I don't even know who the hell I am, but we're going to have fun talking about it anyway. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time. One more time, the Packers go to 6-2 and two on the season. It was Packers 34, 49ers 17. Time for us to go. Radio Joe Zenzola is next. Have a good one. Soup.
everywhere in Wisconsin. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.